Welcome to the Calgary Sessions. This is episode number 32. I'm your host, Jeff Humphreys. Today's guest, I keep on saying that for every guest, it's going to be another cool conversation. Um, this is a new connection through a buddy of ours, Laval St. Germain. So shout out to Mr. Laval. Yeah. Um, let you introduce yourself, name and uh, what you're up to. Well, I'm Baruch Laskin. Grew up on a farm in Millerville, south of Calgary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still call this place home and uh, reside out in... Uh, Bragg Creek area now and uh, got uh, some great projects on the go. Love connecting people yep. and just really happy to be here with you. Cool. The, and your projects, there's a couple of them that are super interesting to me. So I'm, uh, I'm going to be excited to hear what you have going on. So um, the gist of the show is I like the guests to kind of go back as far as they want to go. You and I got a bunch of interesting connections that we talked about a couple months ago, which is really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I want you to go back, go back to kind of growing up and... Um, just a point in time when things started to click for you, you know, mm. what, what inspired you, just how you grew up, how your parents influenced you, if they did or they didn't, just, just go back, go back as far as you want to go. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, we've, we've actually never met in person, mm. but uh, you're... But uh, you know, right? You know when you meet somebody right away that, you know, we talked on the phone once quickly, and you know right away that you're about, you're aligned with that person. I find when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think sitting down with you, I'm like, oh, I already know the guy. Like, huh? I know nothing, but I know you. Uh, and you know, we can touch on this in a little bit, but, uh, this project I'm working on, that's actually the main piece to it is being able to sit down beside someone and creating a space where you don't know someone like with, uh, time, yep. but when you sit with them, there's uh, that immediate connection. So create a space where people gather that immediately you can be vulnerable and have that, you know, sense of like, uh, you know, no judgment yep. and uh, creating a space like that. So uh, it's unique. Go. It's unique to think like that, right? Like to, to, to make it, to build something around that thought process yeah. is different. It is. And uh, I guess that's why uh, my family's like the Royal Tannenbaums, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, as a kid growing up in Millerville, I couldn't figure out why it was uh, my mom's farm and uh, we raised Angora goats and, uh, you know, uh, moved there in like early seventies. So I'm 49 now. Okay. And, uh, lots of my friends, you know, we'd go to Expo 86 and everybody wanted my mom to, to be the chaperone. She came on the trip and they wanted her. I couldn't figure out why. And now in hindsight, I'm like, Oh, it all makes sense now. What and was it? What, what was it? You her, know, her, just her my, vibe. Yeah. My mom's vibe, you know, she, uh, our household, was great you know she would uh my mom and dad uh, both remarkable yeah my dad was a little older he had me when he was 43 mm-hmm. so uh he passed about uh 12 years ago now which is uh you know he had a long life was 80 mm-hmm. but then my mom she bought the farm from my dad when i was about six and then i have two younger brothers one older brother who's 10 years older no uh, we knew each other in the ovaries <laughs> right <laughs> but you know way back when you know he was my mom was whisked away and he you know up to Edmonton and had him and he was adopted into a home and we've known each other now for about 16 years and we know know each other well enough now that we can push each other's buttons cool. you know yep. which is really good you yep. know and uh you know lots of love mm-hmm. and uh going back to my mom you know, it was my mom's farm and she wanted to uh, create an, you know, a farm and a great environment for the three boys to grow up in. Yep. And uh, just a, a really great space, about a half section of land. Oh, big. Yeah, so bigger, you know, with, you know, uh, grains and hay and mm-hmm. 
and then Three Point Creek, which runs through it. So this beautiful creek, and we would trudge down there as kids, my brothers and I, and come back like popsicles. And she'd, uh, I'm the runt of the family at no six one. My mom's uh, six two. What? Yeah. So uh, you know, and uh, she would pull us out of our like snow pants, yep. like popsicles, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. throw us the three of us in the tub, and uh, you know, we would road trip and adventure and. Lifelong learning, and I think that was really instilled at a young age. And uh, why do you think she did that? What, like, where, where was that? Just that's how she wanted to raise you, or she, or she grew up like that, or what? Was, or just the environment she, she was grew living up around? like that. Yeah, you know, uh, she grew up like that. That's just uh, the mindset that and and the household that she grew up in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's really fun, and I think that set me set me on my path. Mm-hmm. You know, it really did. When did you connect those dots that you kind of, you can look back at those years and understand that that kind of built the foundation for what you're up to? You know, I'd probably say grade 11. Yeah. Uh, went to Millerville Community School. How big was that? Oh my goodness. Our, my, like 12 people? My grade 9 class had, yeah, like 13 people oh, in my graduating class. And then my grandfather on my dad's side put aside a few dollars and ended up going to Strathcona Tweedsmere School. Oh no way. Which was awesome. It was only 10 minutes away, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it gave me uh, many opportunities and great connectivity, like the mm-hmm. alumni program and mm-hmm. that network. I love it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, grade 11, uh, our class had uh, many uh, personalities, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, Was it was it only for, because I know a couple of people that went there, was it only for, well, maybe not. Was it, who, what kind of people went there? Problem kids, smart kids? people that just live close to the school or was it just a mishmash? I would say the mishmash, yep. you know, uh, not necessarily affluent that there is a tendency towards that for sure, yep. which makes sense. Yep. But there's programs to be able to help for subsidies and stuff as mm-hmm. well to subsidize, uh, uh, the, you know, the curriculum. Yep. But at the same time, uh, you know, I live close, uh, you know, some of the problem kids, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you need to do better, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, give a good foundation. And then grade 11, you know, there's a few comments and, uh, and people chuckled. And, uh, at that point I figured out that I was potentially funny, <laughs> <Not too. laughs> you know, and then, uh, ended up going off to university of Victoria, yep. which was amazing. And, uh, you know, left the Angora goats where you get mohair. We had 300 goats, 300, 300, a lot so, of work. It was yeah. great. When you, when you, when you were growing up, was it, um, were you like a full, like full time after school school hours as like a farmhand, like working, working? For sure. Yep. And even before school, uh, yeah. sometimes I would say I did the chores, but mm. didn't. But yep. uh, you know, more most of the time, absolutely, like, like work, work, right? Like you this have is, to. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a lot. And then we also uh, shipped our animals around the world, so we were at the forefront of uh, the industry. So like our herd name, uh, Woodhill. Uh, is uh, you know no one in the UK, for instance. So no we would be quarantining animals and doing the, a myriad of things. And then in '88, we were in the first import of alpacas into Canada. No way. So then we shifted to another fiber, and it was fascinating. You know, just how do you get exp- involved. Like seriously, when you when you think about it, how does that even how is that even possible in Millerville? It was it was the it was just the norm. Like mm. because I didn't know anything different. You know, when you're a kid. Yeah. We, you know, that indoctrination, if you will, it, you can, you can, you know, you can call this anything, yeah. right? Yeah. Call it a cup, yeah. call okay. it a lamp. Mm-hmm. But as a child, you'll just know this as whatever 
you're raised with it as. Yep. And, uh, you know, in our household, it was just, you know, that uh, eclectic mm-hmm. randomness of, mm-hmm. you, we didn't, you know, just, uh, it was just, that was the way. What happens when your friends came over? Could they, could they pick up on the randomness and, and how unique this yeah. place was? Absolutely. They loved it. Mm-hmm. They absolutely loved it. And actually still keep in touch with many kids for that, you know, went to kindergarten with, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Like, yeah. uh, and one of the things growing up in Millerville that I think also really, uh, really made, has made me who I am today, uh, decades later, is uh, the Millerville, uh, Millerville racetrack. So it's the oldest racetrack in Alberta. But the Millerville Fair, and I would go down, bike on my bike. It was about 7K on a gravel road uh, to meet Harold Biswanger and a local guy who would make Saskatoon uh, ice cream, no like with real Saskatoons. And mm-hmm. uh, he was just a volunteer as well, but would make the ice cream. And like, uh, that's his real name. Mm-hmm. But just this sense of community. And it, uh, it was embraced by you know, the junior board members, you know, as part of the junior Hort club and learned about that. And we travel around the community and like all of these different pieces, but you know, we would all gather at the, this gathering place, the Millerville, you know, the Millerville racetrack weekly. No, not weekly. How, how, like, was it only when these things kind of came together? Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, like Halloween okay. was super fun. Yeah, right. The haunted house, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. really fun. Like that fa- fantasy, right. Yep. That simulacra simulation, if you mm-hmm. will. Right. We've got our reality, but you need fantasy to mm-hmm. give us perspective, right? So that, love that. Yep. And uh, so then left there, went to University of Victoria. What were you, what were you, what were you interested in back then? Like kind of like growing up besides work, you know, working on this super cool farm. <laughs> um, but wh- what were you kind of getting into? Like, were you just kind of working, hanging out? Was like sports, anything happening? Or were you just kind of like? Well, we did all sports, yep. you know relatively athletic, you yep. know, myself and not near as athletic as my younger brothers are just different. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd say, you know, I've, uh, just love people. Yep. Truly. You knew love that people. early? I did. Extrovert early or was it grade 11 that you realized you were like a big a extrovert? A little bit more in grade 11. Yep. A little bit. Now, how do you know I'm an extrovert? Um, no, I'm just it could have been, could have been the uh, five seconds before. Well, when we met, to like an hour, twenty minutes ago, I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, fair enough. You know, and uh, you know, I knew that. You know, my brothers are Lee, David, and Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Baruch. You know, uh, it's uh, like where's that? How does that even? It's a Hebrew name. It's Baruch. It where, means blessed the, one. But like, I'm a country Jew from Millerville. Uh, so on my dad's side. Uh, uh, came from Belarus and the Ukraine in mm-hmm. the early 1900s by boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually resonates with me to this day is that, so on my dad's side, he was, I think right around nine, my grandfather, my Zeta, and his parents, it was during the pogroms, like some of those real tough times in uh, Bel- Belarus uh, towards lots of the Jewish people. And uh, he was sent with $5 sewn in his breast pocket of his jacket Uh to Scotland to go meet this red-haired lady. And uh, this is what makes Canada, Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, so sent there, he danced, she played the fiddle to raise enough money for one ticket on the boat in 1913, I think it was. Yep. And they finally raised enough money after a few months, bought one ticket. He stowed away for two days, I think, because otherwise they would 
turn the boats around mm -hmm. to kick off all the stowaways, mm -hmm. so I'm told. And they arrived in uh, Quebec City, and then he made his way to Middle Saskatchewan. Can you imagine? I, I can't. They, I don't know what time of year they showed up. you imagine showing up at any time to this, like... It, yeah, it brings... I do a lot of emceeing, so I'm a professional magician and juggler and MC out of university. And uh, I MC a lot of Canada Days. And Canada Day maybe has shifted because of our awareness of things, I think. You know, as immigrants, we're all immigrants here, mm -hmm. unless you're First Nation. And, uh, but nonetheless, like, thinking back to my grandfather on this boat and, like, just, like, the abandonment and, like, not knowing anything, but mm -hmm. the, maybe the opportunity and those possibilities. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of the word hope, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes share this as an MC on Canada Day and, uh, it's it's shocking, like you know, to have those that firsthand account, and it, mm -hmm. even right now, I'm just like, you know, like, can you imagine sending your child, no, like at nine, no, probably never see them again, no, uh, stuff like this still happens today, yeah, you know, look at what's been happening in, uh, you know, lots of the areas of the world, you know, so, mm -hmm. uh, where where are we now? Who knows, right? Well, <laughs> what what what. It, the the reason right before you went when you went there, I was like, "How did you?" You touched on it quickly. Was the naming of your family? You got these brothers. Yeah. Very simple. Normal. More normal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you. And are you? And this is me knowing nothing. Are you? you the, go for it. Anything. Are you? Are you the character of the family? No, I'd say we all pretty similar. Really. And Which is interesting. Mm. Yeah, very much so. And that's just how you're brought up. Your mom heavy influence. Like was she the? I think it's the genes because my older brother, Jay, he was adopted into this family, nine to five, like, uh, you know, very like, you know, they'd eat it, eat it, you know, 8 a.m., mm -hmm. dinner at 5 p.m. The father would go back to work after, yep. after dinner. And even he would say, and he says like, ah, I didn't quite necessarily feel like I fit in. Mm -hmm. And then I actually, even though we don't have the same father, we have similar intonations, the way we walk and speak and stuff, which is pretty interesting. So totally. how is that possible? Have you thought about that? Lots. Yeah. Yeah. And have you come to anything that makes a little bit of sense? Well, just strong genes, I yeah. guess, right? It's just being around it and just yeah. like... Maybe, right? energy. And, uh, you know, come bring it back. And thanks for, you know, the way my mind thinks. I've got all these little ideas. Uh, and uh, so you can keep me... You can bring well, it back. Well, Baruch. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a name for ten days. They didn't. They didn't. There was no name that suited, and then that was the name. Crazy. It is, and it's perfect. It works. It really works well. <laughs> so crazy. It is. It, it's it's awesome. Um, sorry, and you wanted to go here. You got to university. You went out. You went out west. I did. What was going on? Uh, Why, why'd you go there? Well, to be honest, I went there because uh, grade eleven. When I found out, you know, there's a, a little comedic side. Uh, what, what? I really neglected my schoolwork, mm. and uh, I got into two universities, <laughs> Bishops and Early, and then uh, and UVic, and then UVic put me on probation my first year no because way. my my grades really declined okay. for the second half of grade twelve. What, what, you were just not interested, or the, so you've touched on it twice now. Grade eleven, something happened. I think it did. What, for did, sure. you, did you get up on stage for something? No, like, did just you start in class? You know, like maybe you're quick. it was just. Uh, a moment in time, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's serendipity or God's will, who knows what yep. happened. But 
something just some there was just a shift mm -hmm. right and uh that that was a great that was a great moment in time mm -hmm. uh definitely and so you you have two options you have so you, two, you go right. to vic or where'd you go i went to uvic yeah uh you know my mom always said i don't care what you take just take something that gets your brain going mm -hmm. and the completion and finish it yep. and the friends you'll meet. And then you can apply that to anything you want. And, uh, did you trust her that that was a good idea? You bet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like school was, you were like, okay, I it was can very important. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And I'm really glad I did a geography co-op degree and, you know, a myriad of things lived on a glacier in Alaska for, uh, through university of Idaho for, for two months. And, uh, you know, that was a great experience. Did co-op work terms on Salt Spring Island mm -hmm. and, you know, Squamish, BC for yep. the rec department of Ministry of Forests. And it was great. So it kind of fit with how you it grew did. up? It did. And just what, how you... Definitely. Yep. Played a lot of rugby, uh, which was fun. Mm -hmm. Got, uh, played a high-level rugby in, oh, no way. in, uh, in first-year university. Hmm. Our team was... We had a, a fabulous team that mm -hmm. went on to do quite well. You know, and the team. I did a lot of team sports. Yep. I enjoy that. And uh, ultimately, uh, near the end of uh, my schooling, uh, and UVic was great. Truly loved it. And that experience. And, uh, you know, I had a girlfriend and her family kind of helped me. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't do so well nece necessarily at the beginning. But near the end. Just because? You weren't interested? Or you're just like, too, there's too many things, too much, too many so inputs many coming in? Yeah, just, many inputs. Yeah. And, you know... I was going to get a BSc, but then, you know, I'm also a very social person and, uh, you know, I needed a calculus, but I tried it a couple times and I worked super hard, but it was just, it was so much work. It compromised my lifestyle, mm. but I also knew in that moment in time, even though I was young, that it wouldn't change my trajectory, which was interesting. How do you, how, <laughs> how did you know that? Because to have, just, to have that thought process at that age and that point. I have no idea. It's interesting. Like it is interesting, yeah. Because that's a big, that's a big, um, it's an important time in it, those at that formative age. years. Yeah, it really is. And like, I have two kids. They're yep. 19, mm -hmm. 23, mm -hmm. almost. And uh, right. in in about a month, uh, my daughter turns twenty three. But they're like, I think it's more challenging. There's so much uncertainty. They were just back over the holidays, and uh, you know, little sidebar. Love them. Yeah, but like. Yeah, the uncertainty now. Like, I had that uncertainty, but then you compound that with, you know, the last two years. And not that I, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that the whole time, but yep. you throw a pandemic, it really does. Like, for me, my experience in the friendships and everything mm -hmm. that, that I fostered when I was there, you know, uh, Isaac, my youngest, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to do it this semester because if it's just online. Right. Uh, you know, he's he's in res. I think it's looking like it will be in person. Yep. But it's like, you know, I really feel for this this specific generation. Mm -hmm. I really do. There hasn't been that certainty where I had uncertainty, but I still knew that there was something on that other side. Yep. But, it, you know, right now it's uh, mm -hmm. tricky times. Yep. Tricky times, you know. So uh, you were, were you were you on when you made, when you kind of knew that. Did it make you make different decisions? Like, did you just, you were okay to, this is just going to be temporary. This is just a moment in time. You, you, you could see what was really going to. I think you can see it. I think for me, I worked for the Ministry of Forests in Squamish. 
an amazing job. So north of Vancouver, mm -hmm. you know, did design trails, did like no way, just a remarkable. It was a remarkable job. What, uh, what paid was, a lot. What was the role? I was a like a, a recreation resort, like a recreation, okay. you know, resource person. Yep. Not a manager at yep. that point in time, but I had a full time job. Yep. That, Paid well at a university. So cutting trails. Yeah. Just always in the outdoors. Interpretive stuff. Interpretive stuff. Also in the office. So kind yeah. of, it was right when GIS and uh, was coming out, like the geographic information systems yeah. and stuff as well. And, you know, it was a great opportunity. Coming back to Halloween, we were in the office, about 100 people. I was the only one who dressed up. And I'm like, we, you need to have fun in your workplace. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people were having fun there. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, really important work, what's yep. going on. But in that moment in time, one of my coworkers, Jeff, a couple of years older than me, he had like tenure there. He's like, do you want to uh, cycle around Europe with uh, my girlfriend, her sister and another friend? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. So I quit my job, put my stuff in a, at a, at a friend's house in uh, on Vancouver Island. And, uh, you know, I've always cycled. And I uh, got some panniers and did a seven-month... Uh, I was with them for about three and a half and then did three and a half months by myself and cycled all around Europe for seven months. Okay, so how... <laughs> wild. You know, just <laughs> wild. Know. Yeah. But how, do you, how old are you when you did that? I was 25. So pretty young. And you had a pretty cool job. I had a great job. Like, Paid a lot security amazing job look where i was squamish whistler it, pemberton come on like the mecca of it, it was amazing it aligned mm -hmm. with everything that i love and like a quick conversation you're like i'm done let's go biking yeah because it was that moment on halloween you just another reflection you, point you, right you, you, yeah mm -hmm. you knew that um there's a lot of good things about it but just that culture yeah. long term or just definitely you couldn't see it and for me you know, one thing that over the last few years that I've identified, you know, paperwork, I can get it done eventually. Mm -hmm. I can tackle all these things. I'm a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. I love learning. But, uh, you know, I'd say that, uh, you know, you know, you just, you really need to just adventure and like look for some of these, these opportunities that present themselves and just trust. Which right? I... That makes a lot of sense to me. It is it just is it blind trust or is it or is it trust that your your life is aligned that it's all supposed to happen this way based on what you believe in and what you've done in the past? Like, what allows you to just say trust it? This is really interesting, Jeff. What? You know, you, you, because it's like right now you've got my brain rolling. So this is likewise, and it's interesting because right now in this moment in time, you know, nobody knows this is happening, and not to be to go way out there. Yeah. But like this, you know, this will come out in about a month. Yeah. So all of a sudden we're having this conversation that you're recording. Yeah. And, you know, but all of a sudden, you know, you create this comfort and we're just kind of diving in and, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But if we go back a little bit further, yeah. Summer of end of first year, my birthday's in July, preparing a big party down at the river. Uh, and, uh, a tire blew on my brother's Pathfinder and flipped it like five times right near the house. And uh, Albert and Salina stole. They were some neighbors, older couple. 
were maybe 300 meters behind me. Mm -hmm. And by the time they showed up, you know, five, 10 seconds later or whatever, I was standing outside the vehicle and, you know, take it as you will. But ultimately, if you saw a photo of this Pathfinder, mm -hmm. there was no, yeah. uh, some things are maybe unexplainable. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing outside this vehicle. Crushed. How did I get out there outside? They're like, where did you just come from? Because mm -hmm. this accident had just happened. I'm not covered in, in like, you know, I would have had to claw, climb through this, these cracks of, and would have been covered in glass and cuts. Yep. You know, I had like my ear and my shoulder was pretty banged up, but that's it. And, you know, our lives are in this blip of time that we have on this planet. They're really momentary. And I'm a very in the moment. Drives my fiance, Britta, nuts. Mm -hmm. You know, she's more of a planner. Mm -hmm. But the history and where we are now, I do think about the future. Absolutely. But this moment with you and I right now, this is all that we have. Yeah. And I think that summer, that's was one of those moments that really shifted things for me. Hmm. Yeah, however yeah. you want to try and explain it. Yeah. But it, uh, it's one of just those moments, mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure you've had many of those in your life that brings us sitting across yeah. from one another, right? Like, uh, Yeah, when I look, it's to be at a point where you can look back and start connecting a bunch of dots. Yeah. Moments in time that happened that when you can, when you finally get to a point, not the end point, but to a point, you can yeah. look back and just see, okay, then things start making more sense. They do. Because you're just like, okay, that, that experience led to this one, which then kind of caused me to go this way. And then it all makes sense, which not all the time, but, yeah. it, but it, it gets you on, it gives you confidence. The path you're on is the way it's supposed to be. I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. It um, really is. And, you know, I kind of lost it there briefly, but a couple of years ago, like I'm a connector. Yep. I connect people, love people. And, yep. you know, I think that's, that's my life purpose. <laughs> I really think it have, is. Have you always known that? Or is this a new thing you've figured out? I have, it's always been there. You've always done it. Always done it. But now I know that that's, that's a you thing. know, that's, that's a thing. Yep. Hence, uh, you know, came back from university and this this cycling trip around. Yeah, I, I want to go back to the cycling trip for two reasons. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm gonna drag you back there. Um, you said you're into cycling. Yeah. You were. What does that mean? Um, high school, university, you were just riding, uh, yeah. just because you loved it. You know. Always had a bike, or was it always road, was it mountain? The beginning of mountain biking. I bought a giant ATX 770. You know, and uh, 1990, this really weird pink swirled. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it looks like, a, you know, when you put a, a drop of yeah. ink in yeah, like yeah. oil, Yeah, that's what my bike frame is painted. Hmm. And it's really cool. Hard, hard tail, yep. no suspension. Mm -hmm. And there was mountain biking on Mount Doug, like right out my back door you were in Victoria. In, yeah. So we would go mountain biking. And then this bike then, you know, I, I then fitted with stuff yep. and biked around Europe, like started in Greece and Crete. And on this mountain bike? Yeah. On the like, yeah. like highways, gravel slicks, bikes. Put some slicks okay. on it. And uh, they were a little that? fatter and had a little alligator uh, horn that mm -hmm. I could squeak, some mm -hmm. kind of fun stuff. And then I also packed uh, slide film. And one of my panniers was dedicated to my Canon, cool. Canon camera. Cool. So I took, uh, took slides and, you know, was in Delphi and then 
from Brindisi in the heel of Italy, up Italy, through France and Austria and Hungary and Czech. And it was... How many clicks? Oh, I don't know, maybe 7,000? Yeah. It, in hindsight, that's probably not that many. It's enough. But it was, you know, I would take breaks. Sometimes I would shuttle my bike via the train. Yep. But there was, uh, you know, I think that would be another podcast. Oh, yeah, Some totally. of those stories. Like, but I love the pace of cycling, you know? Yeah. It's, it's good on your body. Yep. Not too hard on it. And people are more friendly. When you're in a car, mm. there's a that wall. You're separated by the doors and the windshield. Yep. Walking, it's quite slow. I, I'd love to maybe do the, what is it, the El Camino? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. But I love cycling. And All types. And when you were, when you, when you first, when you bought that first bike, yeah. were you riding, like, do you ride a lot? Did you ride a lot? No. You just, no. It was just, it was like, uh, you something know. you did. People, my friends, you know, it's your peer groups, yeah. right? It's who you hang out with, yeah. right? Like, I'm guessing we probably might hang out after yeah, totally. this one yeah, time, totally. right? Because yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This makes sense. I'll hang out with this person. Yeah. You know, they're part of my, part of my tribe, part yeah. of my group, right? Yeah. And uh, just like, uh, you know, I've got a barber, Steven. Mm -hmm. He's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. When got my hair cut a couple days ago. <laughs> he is. And uh, he's a gem. Mm -hmm. Like, he really is. But then, you know, you you do this trip and then... What are you doing? Are you just, are you just kind of looking at a map and kind of figuring out where you want to go? Or are you taking it moment by moment and just like... There were no phones. And you, so you just got to just a place. Maps. You're like, okay, a book. I'm going to eat here and sleep here yeah. and then wake up and then... Yeah. Oh. You know, we would camp. We would uh, do the odd hostel. Mm -hmm. And then... But people would bring you into their homes. It would happen every third day. Yep. Yeah. they just see you guys doing They would thing. just see us, whether it was us as a group of... Uh, we were a group of five yep. or... or uh, or otherwise, mm -hmm. uh, when I was solo, they would just even more so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was spectacular. That riding that bike because an old school mountain bike is not really made for oh. for that kind of yeah use. Young body. That's all it is. That's all, that, that was <laughs> maybe the only, hey yeah yeah. Because I can't imagine. I, I think my well, my very first mountain bike was a. Um, I was in junior high, so it would have been kind of late eighties. My dad bought me a used Peugeot. Cool. It's like pink Peugeot. Yeah. And then the second mountain bike he bought me was a Diamondback. Love it. So kind of same generation. And I can't imagine riding that for around Europe. I know. Because they're just, you're, they're not set up oh, to do no, it. Oh, no, not at all. But I guess that's what, you know, it's just the means, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Could you do that now? If, yeah, definitely. On an old school, like something that isn't like. Oh, yeah. yeah. I even ride like. My current bike is a older Thai light speed. It's mm -hmm. like 14 years old. And you're I've ridden carbon bikes and uh, mm -hmm. love this thing. It's got a, you know, a carbon fork and, mm -hmm. you know, it's on my trainer right now. And, uh, you know, and I fat bike and mountain bike, but even, yeah. even my mountain bikes, you know, it's old, like at least 10, 10 years old. And it's a 26 or, you know, oh, I've got 26. Yeah. But you know what? You know, use it up. Yeah. Uh, wear it out, yes. right? Yeah. It's wear it Money has been pretty, you know, I've got equity, but yep. things have been pretty thin as an entertainer over the last couple of years, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Tough times. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Because I came back from the bike trip. That's where I was just going to go. Okay. Yep. Bike trip. Uh, we just imported, we had imported a lot of animals and I was going to maybe take over the family farm and manage this alpaca herd. Yep. So we had like, I don't know, 75 alpacas or some crazy mm -hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, crazy is right, yeah. And then a buddy from university, Brad, uh, we 
always would jest and play around at university. Never got paid for it. Somebody's like, can you do a show at the, the Red Deer Lake School? Like a magic show, juggling show. We're like, sure we can. Just with confidence. And so we designed a show. Never done it. And then uh, worked together for, I don't know, a decade or more. Around uh, Southern Alberta? You know, we traveled North America. Okay. Uh, so we were, we did... Uh, what was the name of the act? Uh, originally, we were Zabo and Odlo. So his last name is Savile. Okay. So people at university would call him Zabo. Okay. And then I squeezed into an Odlo, uh, a Norwegian cross-country ski suit one day at a thrift shop. So we became Zabo and Odlo. No way. Which was kind of fun. And then we wanted to elevate. Yep. We got to a point where it was like, you guys do a pretty good job. Yep. We'd MC, you know, juggling around like Clyde Bedoa of like WestJet in the good old days mm -hmm. and with machetes. And we became the Wild Rosinis. So Wild Rose, like that Alberta. Yep. And uh, Rosini, the Italian. Mm -hmm. And Wild, you're not sure what you might get. Mm -hmm. So we did that. Uh, we had a great time. For we a decade. For a decade. And um, all word of mouth. Just kind uh, of like yeah, people. Pretty you, much. You do an event. There'd be yeah. 250 people there. Definitely. All of a sudden, two months yeah. later, I saw you at this thing. And I For need, sure. Would you do this? We'd have business cards and yep. uh, word of mouth. And we did a lot of fairs and festivals, a lot of corporate. Yep. Uh, very, you know, luckily, you know, somebody had nominated us, won Entertainer of the Year in Canada. No way. Through Canadian Event Industry Awards. So that was super cool. Wow. Which just, you know, it's just a thing. But it, it's one of those things. It's a validation that just helps you know that you're on the right path, yep. right? Yep. So. It's good, but yep. it's like, and and then we ended up going separate ways, and and yeah, uh, because it just yeah. kind of ran its course. Yeah, it did. Or did, did you have? Was there something else lurking in your mind that you wanted to accomplish, or was it just time, you know, right time, right place to go? You know what? Brad initiated it, and maybe it was the just the right time. We yep. had, you know, we spent a lot of time together. Like, like how many days a year would you travel? Oh my goodness! Like during Stampede, there were some days we were doing thirteen shows a day. Oh yeah, like. And Exhausting. You're, yeah, it was amazing though. It was uh, the energy, just like yeah, it was amazing because, you know, to be able to share that enthusiasm mm -hmm. and what we do and still do is you know really ephemeral, right? And lots of times we can walk away with something. Yep. But with, you know, the the live entertainment, live arts, it is is super ephemeral. But I think it's really a necessity, mm -hmm. you know. And I think going back to Strathcona Tweezmere School, you know. They did a really good job of balancing the academia, the physical education, and yep. the arts. Mm. You know, yep. maybe not quite perfect. Yep. But for me, it really, it really, uh, really that balance yep. helped keep perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And I say that lots, but I'm always trying to keep perspective. And let me tell you, I'm I'm a messy human. I'm not mm -hmm. by no means. Uh, I'm, over the last many years, I'm. You know, wanting to be more vulnerable with my friends and, and family. And yep. uh, it kind of bugs some people too, even people that I don't know. But that vulnerability, I think, is, uh, you know, we're all we're all going through different things, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, uh, you know, that, that live entertainment and this shift of where I'm going now, yep. you know, it's, uh, it's, an important, it's an important place to For be, sure. right? Yep. That vulnerability. You know, well, it's a, and it's a big, um, it's a big change. It's a, it's a shift in, in kind of how, how you, how you operate, which it is, which is, that's can be concerning. Yeah. And holding stuff close, like, of course we can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I love the stoic philosophers, you know, 
one of those things that uh, like Marcus Aurelius. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Do you? I know that name, dude. Yeah. I, I don't read anything. I don't yeah. like. I'm just. I don't consume anything, which That's is good. ridiculous. I love that. You just consume. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I don't do anything. I, I literally get to sit here with super cool people, ask them a couple of questions, and listen to their story. Hmm. It's such a mind twist because I don't have to do anything, which is why I love this. Yeah. Which uh, is your gift. Totally. There you go. Um, the, what I find fascinating is like hearing the story for the first time is how you go from, you know, working in a cool job in BC, yeah, in the outdoors, going on a bike trip, potentially taking over a farm to being a live entertainer for a decade. Yeah. Was that entertainment um, possibility always lurking in your mind? Were you like, ah, I think there's something I want to do oh, here? Oh, definitely. So you were... Like I say now, I was born that way, for no way. sure, mm. right? Did you know that you could pull it off for a decade? Well, and then I continue to do it. And still, actually, unfortunately, like January 15th, big show at the Banff Springs, produced a big event for a client, but they've just put it on hold. Yeah. My last event before that was June 25th, a big one down at Hotel Arts with, you know, brought in a really nice First Nations component with an elder yeah. and a prayer and an opening, just, you know, resonating with, you know, a little bit of reconciliation and yep. just awareness yep. and then shifting to, I got to see it and this client uh, purchased all the rooms. So it was their first actually balcony event at Hotel Arts. Cool. We had a 20 by 30 foot big monitor that everybody looked down on and uh, had fire performers and cirque performers cool. and illusionists and magicians mm. and a myriad of uh, entertainment. And mm. it was spectacular. And I think everybody, everybody, just appreciate it so much. Well, that time, yeah. Like we, yeah, yeah, more than ever now. Yeah, totally. Like just to see you. Yeah. I don't. We don't yeah. see people. The even if you're an introvert, I have many friends that are introverts that miss people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, because it was a choice before. Yeah. But now it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. You know. So yeah. So so what you're up to right now is are you, um kind of putting event, events together or how are you or are you actually like on stage doing performances or what's I'll your thing perform you know yeah. i'm a I, I forgot a deck of cards so, you know i'm a skilled magician yep. i can borrow your watch and give it back and mm -hmm. you know juggler and an mc yeah but i love producing events and creating mm -hmm. and then that shift of uh from there was a natural natural shift to uh you know, this project that's going on out in Bragg Creek over the last uh, five and a half years, uh, the Laskin. I didn't name it that. It was uh, originally Bragg Creek Brewery. And, uh, you know, if we're kind of bringing things together, uh, got four really good friends and our boys were all the same age. Yep. And we would go mountain biking out in Bragg Creek. Mm -hmm. And uh, two, two of my friends, Bryce and Troy, uh, we started built. We built a connector between uh, West Bragg and Allenville on the DL like 14 years ago. Okay, because there was nothing connecting it, and so we built Sugar Mama and Strange Brew, and uh, just before we sat down, yeah, you, yeah. you showed me a picture. Yeah. So, so this is this is the funny part. So, um, my kid brother, uh, him and his fire crew are yeah. crazy bikers. Yeah. And so I, I told my I told Keith I said, hey, I'm I, I got Baruch on the show. He's like. And I said, I think he's like a big biker. He's big, you know, big in the community out in Bragg. He's like, yeah, Baruch's Corner. There you go. So explain, explain what that is out in Bragg. So Baruch's Corner, uh, my friends named it. But ultimately, we were building everything by hand. Bow saws, 
pruners. Just because you, because that that connector, you could see how cool it would be to connect them. Is that why you started doing yeah, the work? Yeah, we did. But at the same time, we're locals, and there's also sometimes a proper way yep. to do it through yep. the proper avenues. And I actually still sit on Red Creek Trails board. Okay. And uh, which is, it's amazing. Did, when you say proper, did you guys do it properly back then? We we built the trails properly, but yep. we never asked for permission. Gotcha. So, but what? we just used old game paths, right? Right. And then we would hike up, and Brooks Corner was like at, at the highest point. There was lots of blowdown up there, and we were scouting out one day, and you know each of us are kind of uh, the chefs, if you will, right? Yep. And I just took a little bit more of a backseat role. At least this is my recollection. Okay. Each of their recollections is probably different. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't matter. because doesn't is, matter. This, this is, is my yeah, experience, exactly. right? Yeah. You know, their stories are totally different, I'm sure. But, you know, and I'm like, we, we should come out to this little little view, this vista. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for my 40th, they give me a, a plaque, Baruch's Corner. It's been coveted a few times, and that sign gets torn down. And no the, way. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's an it's a wonderful little spot, uh, and uh, there's even a uh, little beer cache up there hidden in the ground. Uh, a few people know about. Yeah, the people that know know. Yeah, so how take you, a beer, you got to put it back. How did you? How much time did you spend on those trails? You oh know, my t- goodness! Like, 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 well, hundreds of hours. Did you really? Were you like way into biking when you decided to start? breaking trails in there definitely like so just started to get into it i had a big downhill bike i okay. compressed my front fork my brother and set my younger brother lee set me up with a bike okay and uh there's more cross-country trails out there yep. but uh so you were you were you were like way into biking at this point mm, starting to okay right at, right at the beginning i just moved to out to bread creek or yep. redwood meadows yep and uh that's that's the spot where and then Kids would be in school. We would go build trails. Because mm-hmm. it was early back then, like 14 years. Like that was... Oh, yeah. Like, like the parking lot was little and like... Parking lot was little. Maybe there was like 70K of all season yep. trails. Now yep. there's almost 200 kilometers. No way. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It is crazy. So you and the boys cut yeah. in this connector? Yeah. And then it was used by just a handful of people for about six years. Because you, because you, because there wasn't many people out there or because you had to know that it was a thing? Yeah. And there just wasn't as many people. And... Yep. and uh you know, we would then do road trips to like Bend, Oregon. Have you ever been to Bend? No. Highly recommend it. Mecca of? It's, you know, a town of about 100,000 people. But for me, I say it's like kind of a, a a place where you can have great beer, great food, great conversation, and great riding. And it's just a culmination of that. Mm. And it brings all of that together. And it, it's, you eat at a restaurant. And you're like, I want to eat here every night. But you know, if you go across the road, mm-hmm. it's going to be equally as great. Yep. And I'm like, Bread Creek needs this. So it always started swirling around and I wanted to try something new like this, this learning. And I wanted to learn how to make great cheese, chocolate, beer and coffee personally. So, uh, and, and just the, the random, there, those are yeah, just, random. Things, those are, those are things that you just. You enjoyed. You're like, I need to learn. I need to eventually. I want to figure out how to do this. Well, they're all pretty great things. Well, no, they're unbelievable. Yeah, but and I didn't start drinking coffee till a car project. You know, you know, about fifteen years ago. What kind of car? Uh, it's an old, uh, it's an old '68 uh, E Type. That was my grandmother's. No way. <laughs> we used to race around in this old thing, and when cool. I was four years old, she bought it 
after her husband passed away in 73. Hmm. And I think she bought it in 74. Hmm. We used to play around with it at the farm in Springbank. Cool. Which is ridiculous. And then I like fixed it up and, uh, for my grad. It was ridiculous. Right. Then rebuilt it again, you know, you still have 15 it? years. Yeah. No way. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of a cool car. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Mm -hmm. You know, got lots of patina. And, uh, oh, man. He's going to clear it? it out. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Cool. It smells like 50 years old. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Right? Interesting. Oh, yeah. So you're out, you're spending a lot of time brag. Obviously, you're like invested in the community. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then I'm now on like, you know, a few years past. I was on like six boards. Community super important. Mm -hmm. Super important. And then, and then you're kind of traveling around. You go to that bike trip and you could see the pieces that you could, yeah. that you want to put together. And you could see Bragg Creek was waning like this, this community, like it, nothing was, it was everything, you know, people would start a project, it yeah. would, you know, and there was, yeah, it, it just, but it has this really unique vibe so close, like literally takes me 30 minutes to get here. Mm -hmm. But yet it seems like you're going back in time when you go there. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure if you've ever, I've, been to Cinque Terre, which is like these five cities on the, the coast of Italy. Okay. And it was only accessible by boat up until about 150 years ago. And what they did was, it's now like this uh, heritage site. And you can now walk between the cities. Highly recommend you go check it out. Hmm. More walls than the Great Wall of China there. All this terracing. It's amazing. But you have the people going about their lives, but then you also have the tourists. And it's this real nice blend of both so you could and i don't know if that will ever happen this is the vision i have mm -hmm. and uh as we're getting closer to this moment in time with us sitting here uh the rocky view county had said oh we're going to try and make it more of a hamlet core commercial saw a property right on the river i was looking for a business partner a buddy from uh, my through my that my youngest brother knew at university of victoria adam Became my first business partner. And then we bought that property. Where and is then, it? Where is it in relation to Bragg? Oh, it's so good. Like you Prime? I love it. So oh, just, yeah, I can't wait, driving man. Driving through town. Yep. Hit the stop to, sign. Yeah. Uh, yep. Driving through town just before you cross the bridge to go to Wintergreen or West Bragg. Okay. It's on your right-hand side. On the right. Didn't, didn't flood in 2013, which is crazy. Just right on the river. And to the, the left, left is like the main strip, kind of like? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's the you pass the main malls. Yep. And then... Yours is on the right. On the right. So that's... On uh, the river. Right on the river. You know... How, and how big is the chunk of land? You no, know, it's about uh, two-thirds of an acre. Cool. But we have a great concept. So mm -hmm. the concept, it's a... Dude, I'm pumped about this. It's a boutique inn, craft brewery, restaurant, and spa, all under one roof. And sounds like a lot, but they're all these complementary businesses, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, it's uh, one of the things in uh, Bend, Oregon, the McMenamin's properties, you would have freshly ground coffee at your door at night. Cool. And that was mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's just a click. So I would have brought you coffee, but nah, nah, I asked nah, you, nah, you nah. said you've never had coffee. Never. And I was going to try and make that the whole show, but no. Nah. So, so you, yeah. You, were you subconsciously taking these little moments from these different places and, and knowing that you'd put your own thing together one day? Absolutely. Hmm. Definitely. Hmm. I, I didn't know. I don't think all of a sudden it just clicks. You know how something yes. just clicks yes. with a person, a yep. relationship? Yep. And the relationship with Bragg Creek, yep. the community, mm -hmm. 
trailhead community mm -hmm. and how can that, you contribute? The trailhead community for you, mm -hmm. you know, me being like sitting in this position and yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it as like a marketing oh, yeah. uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. And because of how ingrained you are in the, the, the biking community, yep. it makes so much sense that they're going to come down and be able to enjoy something that you've built. Well, it's just, there's it's, a lot of yeah. connection points there. And it's, uh, and money's a strange thing. Yes. For sure it is. But for me, it's not the be all end all. Mm -hmm. It's really important. Yeah. And like things are, things are challenging right now without a doubt. But in, in this near future, even despite COVID, despite everything, yep. I think there, there's some, there's always gifts. Mm -hmm. There just is. Mm -hmm. And I can see that. And I think, uh, We've got 21 boutique rooms, a little smaller, curated. Two-story, three-story, what is it? It's uh, three stories. Okay. So 21 rooms. Yep. We've got a small brew house, so yep. 10 heck. And the vision is primarily all the beer. You come to Bragg Creek Brewery, to the Laskin. So no... Um, no, no shelf space. And no... Can you get the Laskin brews anywhere else? You got to come. Eh. I would right say now, right, right now, now, 10 hex. I'm only one of, yep. of four. Yep. Uh, I'll be the managing partner. Yep. But the vision, I would say, is like, you know, come. Yep. That experience, yep. that journey, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Travel, come to the Laskin. Yep. Stay the night, if you will. Get to know your neighbor. Yep. And it's going to be a space where, you know, a gathering space, you know, a third space. Not your place of work, not your home, mm -hmm. but where you can sit with someone and have... Yep. These really authentic, vulnerable conversations. And it's not for everyone, but I think maybe the more we have them, the more we connect, yep. possibly. Because it, it's been maybe taboo for so long. And then you have, you know, some great food, mm -hmm. spa piece, mm -hmm. you know, maybe some, some hot tubs, maybe yep. an onsen. Yep. It's a the Japanese style. Cool. Uh, and we'll see what all those pieces that will come together. So the concept's great. And right now we've been five years into it. We got all of our approvals two years ago, mm -hmm. but we paused for when COVID hit. Yep. And there's a gift in that. And I think in doing so through COVID, one of my co-founders is John Jackson from the Char Group, like Charcut, Char oh, yeah. Bar. Cool. Super grateful to have him uh, be, a, be a team member. And how do you, what's, how'd, you, how did, how'd you connect with him? So I'm sure you knew him from somewhere. From no, somewhere. I didn't. What? So Adam, first first co-founder, and then I knew I didn't want to do this alone. I, you know, the highs and the lows. Yep. And I don't know how people do some of these big projects mm -hmm. by themselves. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, Adam, a polymath like myself, devours lists and just a gem. His wife's a professional project manager, and she's integrated in this. Then my daughter came home from uh, school in grade nine. Is like. My history teacher, uh, Mr. Bodner, uh, we're not allowed to follow him on social media, but he's pretty cool. And I think he'd be great for your project, Dad. I'm like, what? Nice. So, and Kirk's, a, Kirk's amazing. I love Kirk. Local so, out there? Yeah, he's a teacher actually at STS at cool. Strathcona. And uh, he, he, he's amazing. He was Alberta's, one of Alberta's first Cicerones, like the sommelier of beer. No way. And... Uh, Charcut's first employee and he did their their pairing okay. menus with beer and food hmm. and uh, Kirk finally became a part of it and then Kirk's like I've got a buddy that I went to you know went to junior high with from uh, Regina his name's John 
he's interested. And uh, I was busy interviewing John and John was kind of interviewing me. We didn't know each other. I don't think I've ever even told John this. It's really <laughs> funny though, right? Because, you, you know, you're trying to get a sense of it. And if you've been to Char, Char Bar, mm-hmm. I go in that space and, you know, it's amazing. It just has a great feeling. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, John's fabulous. He's a cyclist. He only cycles everywhere. Doesn't have a driver's license. No way. Yeah. So again, like that, that I like to loop back to the cycling piece because it's a, it's a, it's a big connector. So, and for me as well, for so sure. To find somebody that cycles and, and B has the restaurant back. Like, oh yeah. It's, it I doesn't cycle. get any better, does it? It, it doesn't. And uh, so now we've got these four co-founders, you know, Kirk's, Kirk's wife's a, an accountant, a CA. Yep. John's wife's a lawyer. My fiance, she's in, she's a commercial photographer mm-hmm. and, and on that branding side. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then it goes beyond that. It's the full community and, we're just at that investment point right now. Okay. We have some great investors. We'll be breaking ground late summer, hopefully. That's the yes. rough timeline. Oh, I'm so excited. Cool. I feel like a Larry David episode. I'm like having to curb my enthusiasm my entire like the last like four years, you know, you think. Which is a long, a long time to put this together, right? It's like 10% of my life. Yeah. I was thinking about that the yeah. other day. But it's been worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So paint me the picture of what this place looks like. Well, you know. Have you, you have drawings yet? Oh yeah. Yeah. So paint me the, cause I'm a, you know, I've been in the restaurant industry for 18 years. Okay. I, you know, I DJed in nightclubs yeah. and I worked in nightclubs, worked for a restaurant group for a decade. So yeah. anyways, that's why I, I want you to paint this so I can kind of see what's going to So be. you arrive and, uh, ultimately, uh, say you're staying the night, there'll be some, you know, some of these lessons learned through COVID. So yep. online check-in, yep. but maybe the person who's, uh, serving you your, your pint will yep. also check you into your room. How, how many square feet? We are like? we're about twelve thousand square feet amongst all the all floors. Is it uh, like an L, a U, or was it? Like- it's, it's more rectangular. Okay, uh, but there's two beautiful patios, sixty seats each, overlooking the river. Cool. Going to be gorgeous, and then uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll, I'd love a rooftop patio. Yeah. Oh my goodness, but yeah, two. You know, we've got sixty seats inside. Yep. And two like three four season uh, sixty seat patios. Yep. It's, uh, it will be, it, it will be what Bragg Creek needs. We want to see it as like a keystone, like mm-hmm. the Bragg, like the Bragg Creek trading post, right? Yep. yep. Uh, you know, that family, the Tech Myers have been there since the beginning mm-hmm. and they are remarkable. And if there can be something that helps support the community, this is what it's about. Mm. You know, they're not going to, to eat at our place every single night. Yep. They're going to cruise around the community, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yet to be decided, maybe we don't have uh, TVs in the rooms. Yep. Encouraging people to get into the common space, get mm-hmm. out walking through the hamlet of Bragg Creek mm-hmm. and out on the trails. You know, being the the TCT, the Trans-Canada Trail, comes right by, right through there and it's, it will be paved by the end of next year mm-hmm. all the way to the trailhead no way. and beyond. So, you know, interpretive trails, fat biking, cross-country skiing, mm-hmm. mountain biking, mm-hmm. trail running, all of these pieces that if you're an avid cyclist, you can go do it, but bring your family, yeah. just go explore, get outside. And I think it's one of the gifts of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. People, oh, yeah. you can't, you can't, can't find a bicycle. Can't get a bike. You know, can't find a bike, mm-hmm. you yep. know? So you've got all of these pieces and, uh, Hey, I 
Just remember. Yes, I'm I know. I, I was I was just gonna say so. Crack it. Yeah, because you need something. Well, I did ask you. And I'll, I'll have one too, please. This this is this is Alberta. So, so tell um, tell the story quickly of um, what uh, <laughs> the connection to these beers. Oh, <laughs> just, so, just, just so because <laughs> the word the word alignment is is um, is top of mind for me. Yeah, and the alignment of just you're you're moving you're moving the right way mm-hmm. in the world. And so when you come in and tell me the story about this connection, it's crazy. It, it just speaks to why this we're alive yeah. right now. Well, well, cheers. L'chaim, hey? hey. To life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So that's good. This is out of BC, 33, 33 acre. And this is a dry hot pill. It's really delicious. And we are so lucky, like in town, the establishment, mm-hmm. Brewery of the Year in Canada. Our beer culture here, and I, I had to quickly run in because I, I was like, do you like, what do you like? Do you like coffee? Do you like coffee? You're like, no. no. I'm like, I have a, a beautiful Ethiopian Gucci I just roasted. You're like, mm. I was like, do you, how about beer? And you said a lager or, you know, like a Pilsner. Yep. So this one I knew. Uh, so it is Canadian. It's yep. a local craft craft beer, and I love this one. But this, as I was in there, like, you know, an hour and a half ago, they're like, what's going on, Baruch? Uh, know them a little bit. And, uh, you can plug uh, them. Where, where, where yeah, were you? Rocky Mountain. Okay. Rocky Mountain Liquor, mm-hmm. right uh, by Chinook Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Sarah wasn't in. Uh, the other co-owner? Michael. Michael. I didn't. I don't know Michael, but they've been so kind to me and threw me in the system. And uh, ultimately, I was like, oh, I'm just quickly. I actually have to go. I have to grab a beer for... Uh, they, I got nominated for this... Um, uh, super grateful for this session, Calgary session. They're like, he was just in here just the other, just like two days ago. He does lots of our branding. I was like, ah, of course Jeff does. <laughs> and this is like that syncopation or being auspicious or maybe just where, you know, the energy mm-hmm. that we all have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that energy. And you will, you know, that's, it's just the way of the world. It's it's it, it's it's so it's just so cool. It, you know, the chances of that happening are zero. There's a lot of liquor stores in Calgary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like like there are, and I only stumbled across them about a year ago. Mm-hmm. The, and anyway, they're awesome people. Yeah, I know. So you probably know more than me. Well, but, yeah, and, and yeah, and yeah. I I got hooked up through them through my buddy Jason Jensen and another restaurant guy. So yeah. anyways, just good people connecting good yeah. people. But I think that's what it's about. And like, do you, that, that little example, you know, what, what you're building and what you're about to build and brag, like if that, if those connections start happening, you know, those like circumstances start happening, it'll be a really cool spot. And I think just based on the culture out there, the bike culture, the, whether it's fat bike, mountain bike, skiing, trail running. Yeah. It's, I think you're going to, there's going to be a lot of interesting stories being told in that room. There will. And I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Super cool. You know, I always, I actually envision it like a, like a theater. Mm. It, it's an experience, right? It, it really is. And when people come through that door, there will be great food and great beer, but it's that, it's that experience. And I, just as I left, you know, some of these places in the Northwest U.S., you know, these small little towns or, you know, a little bit bigger in Bend, and you're like, you've got to go there. Mm-hmm because of this, this, and this, this is exactly what I hope to help facilitate yep. in, in Bragg. And uh, 
connect people mm-hmm. because wow. ultimately it's all that we have. You know, when you travel, mm-hmm. you have photos, but all the stuff, it's just stuff. Yep. You know, cars take you from A to B. It doesn't matter yep. if it's a, you know, a Ferrari or a Honda Civic, mm-hmm. right? It's still A to B. Yep. So, uh, you know, so where, where do you get that, uh, you know, through the mindfulness, where's that f- fulfillment and the connection? And I think those relationships are really important, right? Yeah. Who, are, who are those people you can stop in on mm-hmm. upon your travels yeah. as we, you know, probably travel more locally. And, yeah. uh, you know, for me, I think one of the biggest things, even through this, is some of the great people I met. So through John, uh, I'm not a chef, you know. I was going to ask you about your, that, which is per- perfect, like dovetail, but just, yeah, Talk to me about, you know, your passion for beer and your passion for food. And if you're like going after something or it's just passion from the outside or what do you? Well, you know, a couple things there. Through COVID, uh, you know, my income went from here to zero. No live events, Which, right? Get, like, oh, my goodness. I know. So I have a fat bike, live in Redwood Meadows. We had, there was a dump of snow. We had just got a, a snow dog. A couple of neighbors had proposed to the Redwood Meadows Community Association and the exercise for our mental health, super important, mm-hmm. th- especially through this yep. and being able to talk about it because it's tough. Like you and I were not alone. Like our whole, our whole planet is going through this and you know, a little bit more money definitely helps, but you're still going through all like the, you know, the mental side yep. and, uh, being able to get outside, really, really important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I'm there and, uh, you know, one of the things I coined years ago, I don't know, instead of random acts of kindness, uh, you know, my kids are tagging along. I'm like, how about conscious acts of kindness? This is a book, uh, you know, my list is long. But how about conscious acts of kindness, right? So I dove into sourdough and uh, I got a, some sourdough from a prophet, uh, University of Calgary that I know Greg came from one of his students from Germany I'm not sure if it came from Germany I think possibly yep and it's a beautiful rye starter dove in pretty hard resourced a few few bakers and chefs that I know is that your move to go in like when you decide to go in you're like all in I am by sure whatever you're oh, up to. Yeah. it's just like absolutely your head first you're in yeah you bet okay. and I love it and uh so dove into the the sourdough Found, you know, created my own little recipe, you know, so it's three quarters strong flour, quarter, uh, quarter whole wheat. Mm-hmm. And I proof it for about 24 hours, sometimes 48. Yep. Got a loaf for you here. Yeah, I, I'm tearing uh, into it tonight. It <laughs> oh, I do though. You, I'm not Show it. it. No, you, you got to pull it out. Uh, or here, I'll pull it yeah, out. Yeah, you pull it. You made, you made it. Here. So this. Put it right on this top of this. A, this is a, like, honestly, so this is the ear. Yep. So. This, like, honestly, it, it's, uh, even if you're gluten-free, mm-hmm. I've got a few friends, because it's fermented. I think actually people are actually allergic to the yeast, mm. uh, like to, like, commercial yeast, because I've got a neighbor, she's a chef, she breaks out in hives, she devoured half a loaf the other day, hmm. another neighbor, so sourdough. I'm salivating, by the way. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? No, no, no I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't want to do it okay. now because it'd be so like... So I dove into... I bought a smoker because a friend from 
who lives in the Kathmandu. last two years you bought a smoker. No, this is like my first smoking. So I made you. When uh, did you buy? When did you buy the smoker? Uh, like a month ago. Oh, okay, so you're yeah. just you're just about like, to literally. go first in. Oh, I did. Okay, and I smoked. Did you know a jalapeno once smoked becomes a chipotle? Nope. Neither did I. I smoked some habaneros. So this is an aioli. Yep. Uh, over over Christmas, uh, there was uh, five friends over, and uh, we. Two cups of mayo. So if you want to increase your mayo intake, that's your move. Uh, a full, a full chipotle, half a lemon. I smoke some Russian garlic. Amazing. And uh, that's for you, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, so, so I started making two loaves a day. The conscious acts. Go back to that. And I so gave away. So I probably in the last two years, I've probably made I don't know six, seven hundred loaves. Yep. And I've just given them away randomly. All over Redwood, into Bragg. Everywhere. Everywhere into Calgary. Okay. You know, if I'm buying a, yep. uh, I also export uh, Mitsubishi Delicas to the United States. Just which a little, are, which little side what? hustle. What's that? Uh, they're like those uh, right-hand drive Japanese vans. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you, a brother and I, we buy them, yep. fix them up, yep. paint them, uh, mechanically inclined, mm -hmm. and then we import them to the United States and no then way. we sell them. Crazy. So, you know, sometimes I'll bring one when I purchase one. And so this is, this is, this is six to seven hundred. Probably. Like a lot. Yeah. So everywhere you go, yeah. you're the bread man. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so is is there a play with the your spot in Bragg? Is there anything that you're like... John says no. Okay. John's like, I will invest in your ice cream sandwich business, yeah. your cheese business, yeah. your sourdough, your donut brook. But he's like... This is no the good. Is, the Laskin is the hotel and spa. Yep. And he's like, I'll invest in your other business businesses. So... Um, go, go to the name for a second, the Laskin. The, so we you, you went through a renaming about yeah. a year ago. Okay, so we, we, project starts. It's starts, called what? It was called Bread Creek Brewing Company. Okay. And then shifted to Bread Creek Brewery. Okay. Because it encompasses a yep. little bit more, we yep. felt. But we've always seen multiple locations. Uh, so Bread Creek will okay. be the first. Okay, cool. There might be one, let's say, in Tofino. Okay. You know, Revelstoke, yeah. Soyuz, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bend, Oregon. Mm -hmm. I was uh, just going to say it. Hood River. Yeah. Uh, Bozeman. Bozeman's got a great vibe if, in Montana. Yeah. So we went through this naming process of the lodge. You know, there's the a four criterium. Of you? Yeah. Okay. And we use this proper, you know, we went through a proper branding exercise, as mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And then John's like, you know, we need to be able to get the URL. Is there a story? Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. can you spell it? Yes. Can you remember it? Yep. And John's like, the Laskin. And it was the Laskin Lodge, actually, originally, and then we shortened it. Yep. And uh, they're like, you're the... It's perfect. John's like, you're the mayor of Bread Creek, Brooke. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> it, you like it, it? It is perfect. Oh, you like it? I love it. I love it because it's um, hmm. it's scalable, you know, to your idea of going yeah. wherever you want. Mm-hmm. That because of who you are, and you are the, and now that I know the, the yeah. like the, uh, um, what's it, the, the un, the like the non mayor, the mayor who, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, for sure. And because like your history and all of it, it makes so much sense. And, and I don't, it's not narcissistic. It's not weird to have your name on the door. It was it first. Well, and of course it is. Cause, cause when you, when you roll around and, yeah. and, and, the, and you're not trying to, you're not trying to shut, you're not trying to shine the light on yourself. This is about everyone else. I know. It's the rule of the stage. Yes. It's like about making it's everyone else look great. Totally. And but it's yeah. a killer name. Well, thank you. It's it's got a it's got a ring to it, especially in that mm -hmm. in that atmosphere out there. It will work well. Yes. We're really we're excited. I can't wait to see the branding. 
we have uh, we've been courted by many branding companies locally. We'll go with someone local. Yep. Uh, do you do branding? Uh, <laughs> no, Maybe no. we might have to chat. You're, well, it's a combination of me and our good friend Rob yes. Sawchuk, who just opened a brewery. Yes. Border well, City? Yeah, he launched a beer, yeah. Launched a beer. Yeah, Border City. Uh, yeah, right? In so, Lloydminster. So like, yeah. Me, He's my neighbor. He lives... So this is the small world. And and by the way, Rob... Rob so Rob, Rob was episode one of the Calgary Sessions. I know! Rob did my branding for both companies. Yeah. And Rob doesn't know, I think, potentially, that he, I know. us two are sitting down. So the cool thing about this is Rob's going to listen to it. And and he he deserves all the appreciation that he gets. And it's going to be really cool that his damn neighbor in Redwood so Meadows. I can no no neighbor meaning like I look out I, my window and I can see his house. It's like the morning in your house robe. No, Marty. really, really. It's so this would be really cool. So I love it. Yeah. So this is what I love about life. Yeah. And and what do you think it is though? Like the connector to you and me was Laval. Yeah. And you know, there's the connection of Rob, there's the connection to the delights, like there's all these connections. Oh yeah, the now, critical mass. So like, now now that you and I are here though, how how, how do we get here? What's the explanation? Mm. Is there one? There doesn't need to be. No, there there doesn't need to be, but it's just it it doesn't it doesn't occupy any of my brain power. It's just it's very interesting that how you start aligning with like-minded people. I I believe you also attract it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you create a space like this, like I feel, uh, and I, I, I've sp- you're, you're spoke pro- between in front of you're a professional. Of you're a professional. I am, but I still get nervous. Yeah. And I, w- I was briefly this morning. There was I was a little bit nervous. Yep. Which is good. Yep. And I can usually translate that into being like calm, like my, you know I'm not sweating too much. Yep. And, uh, but. You've created a space that is welcoming and warm, and like I feel so comfortable right now. Mm. And uh, so it's it's you. You're grounded, you know. So you give that off. So then, you know, even though my brain's all, all yeah, yeah. these running, uh, everything is just going. Yeah. And I'm like, that's why it was great being part of a duo, because I would be on stage. Yeah. And Brad would then align my thoughts. Yeah. And then people would chuckle. Mm-hmm. No. But yeah, so I think I think the more you put it out there, yeah, the more it. you attract it. That's it. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. Yeah. So the Laskin will be that. Mm-hmm. I and love I love that name. Mm-hmm. Like it really like it's it's good. I'm in on. It. I'm like I don't go to brag a lot because I don't spend. You will though. Oh, I will. And you'll stay. And you will be. You will have the best night's sleep. Yeah. And great. So this is pretty fun. Like we, room rooms looking at the river. Yeah. Like the, pri- a, the prime rooms yeah, will kind of look down. Yeah, there's some prime rooms look, overlooking the river. Yeah. And then I think the time is really good right now. Some people are like, maybe not. But we're in inve- our, our investment round, we're closing in on halfway there. Cool. Which is super cool. But uh, P.S. We'll talk about that off camera. Yeah. Yeah, we can. <laughs> but like one of our investors is like, you need to have a, uh, a room that called the doghouse where it's only for locals can't believe I'm saying this out loud, mate. We'll have to see if you put this on. Well, I don't edit, I don't so, so be careful what you say. Oh, really? <laughs> no, oh, man. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, anyway, the doghouse is a room just for locals that yep. you can like, you can buy one day just yep. like a timeshare, mm-hmm. and there's 30 days for one of the rooms. Cool. And many of, of the, the wives as well and the partners are like, 
count me in on the doghouse. Mm -hmm. So it's a place where you could go in a room, yep. get out of the house, yep. and you stay the night. But we also have a basement. And I, I was thinking about it. We were joking the other day that the doghouse room is actually in the in the basement, and there's like a trap door just below, like the the tap heads mm -hmm. where like a trap door comes, and you just pass down a beer. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many. Uh Oh, uh, it'd be so fun. It's going to be really cool. So, yeah, like... Uh, You're pumped. I am pumped. Yeah. And then, so there's all these pieces. So I've been a coffee roaster for four years. Moose Mountain Coffee. It, it's, are you just coming up with these, like, uh, these things you're passionate about? And then you're like, I need to figure this out? Oh, yeah. That's kind of your... Yeah. Your, it is. Mm. It's the way I was raised. Okay. If we go way back. Yep. About 60 minutes probably yep. now at least. Yeah. So we go way back. Uh, and then to this moment in time, I'm like, yeah, I want to. So Phil and Seb have been great mentors. The monogram crew, like Jeremy, cool. STS grad, you know, they're like world champion baristas, mm -hmm. like in Calgary. And you're just, and you have a connection to obviously the well, STS guy. Yeah. And, and then, then Phil and Seb out of, uh, out of the Simmons building. Okay. And then uh, some intelligentsia, a good buddy of my brother's out of the States came up and, cool. you know. So you're, uh, you're into it. Oh yeah, and uh, the coffee is—it's on point. Are you selling it anywhere? Or are so you just dropping it off to like? It's interesting because things have been thin, and my co-founders, because everything is about timing. Yes. Uh, They—I'm going to take the coffee as my own. So it was Moose Mountain, and uh, that's what it's called. Moose. It was. But do you know what? By the time this comes out, uh, I'm pretty sure it'll be Nomad Coffee. Awesome. I'm nomadic. I really am. I'm like a nomad. Wow. And coffee from around the world. Yeah. Uh, maybe a subscription where cool. you get a couple coffees and yep. you actually don't even know what you're getting. Yep. So yeah. it's is dialed in. I, I, I say I'm a 2.50, you know, not third wave, but uh, it's great like, notes, it's, sweet, it's, delicious. And even people who don't drink coffee. I don't mind love the it. smell when, like, when you're waking up and somebody's like brewing a cup. I don't, I don't mind waking up to that. You'd love it. But I will not. It's almost to a point now where I'm just not gonna ever have it because I'm gonna be that guy. That's like that's I, like John. And he'll never have a driver's license. Hmm. He's already he's always said that. Crazy. But my guess is uh, John will be driving you drinking your first cup of coffee. <laughs> the good thing about that is all on camera. Oh no! So if it ever happens, yeah. it'll be like there's oh. like a timestamp to this. Well, so this is an interesting anecdote. Like in Parisians, like in Paris, who aren't. Uh, who are black tea drinkers drink Ethiopian coffees because they drink like a black tea. Mm. And do you drink tea? Oh, you don't. Nope. Okay. Well, this, let's this, move on. This you is, do drink this. This, yeah, this I will never say no to. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, so we've got so you no got bad coffee, coffee coming out. Yeah. We've got all these things like. You feel in a good spot right now? Oh, yeah. Like energy's up and like oh, things are, things are overall, like. Overall, yes. Yeah. And there's stuff with like relationships with like brothers yep. and children and my fiance and everybody else that it's not perfect. Yep. Absolutely. But uh, overall, I'm an eternal optimist and things are neither good nor bad. Mm. They are, you know, what are the things that are within my control, mm. right? I can focus on the negative, but I can't change those. Yep. And I can't change another person. And, you know, I've got my got my couples therapist, the ones with my children, yeah. my own personal one. Yeah. Just, you know, I go see my physio, I go see my massage therapist, mm -hmm. all those pieces. And I need to like keep myself healthy. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully I can 
resonate a, a good energy and create good spaces mm -hmm. and uh which is the the bread thing and and with john there's a I need to talk about this. This is really important. The cycling, it'll bring it together. Um, chef cycle for No Kid Hungry. So it's this, I always dedicate a big chunk of uh, my time in my life to community outreach, kids, our youth, they're our future. Yep. So chef cycle for No Kid Hungry is uh, an Australian founded it uh, out of Santa Rosa, California. And, uh, so basically, uh, money is raised and programs are developed to feed children, like childhood hunger, yep. right? So $1 raise equals 10 meals. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So this May will be my fifth ride with Chef Cycle. It'll be, it's been canceled. Yep. We've done rides locally, like with Justin LeBeau in this space here, who, who's now in Banff and Matt Beatty and John. And we've, we've got a group called the Canadians now. Cool. Uh, Bob Bloomer, who's out of the States. Bob's Bob's awesome. Uh, many others. Yep. And uh, what's the ride? You know, what's that? What is the? So the ride is three fondos. So a fondo is a hundred miles or a hundred and sixty-two kilometers, back to back to back. So it's tough. Like you just can't. Right. Uh, many people don't finish, so you have to train. Yep. Um, and then we each raise about seventy-five hundred dollars US. Yep. Uh, some of the money stays here, lots of it goes there, but it doesn't matter where a child is, mm -hmm. you know, there should be no discrimination. And, uh, the people I've met through this community of food has been remarkable. And, uh, that coupled with bicycles, uh, well, look at, I'm just like, I don't even know where to go. And even, you know, it's, uh. We're really excited about it for this year. Hopefully it happens it? again. It's in Santa Rosa this year. Okay. And uh, three years ago, no, no, two years ago, it was supposed to be in Bend, Oregon, of all places. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this Ooh. is, yeah. Day two, day two know, might day get two. rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it the same the same uh, 100 miles or is it three different 100 three miles? Different, three, three days, three different 100 miles. Okay. And... Uh, How many guys are on this, there's on this team? There's uh, men and women, or oh, on the Canadians, we yeah. have... This year we probably have about fifteen that will be riding. Is well, Brad. You know Brad Morrison. I, Brad is not riding. You, you know he is Justin's buddy. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. But yeah. Brad did not. Okay. Yeah, Brad did not. Justin, yes, okay. that was random. Yep. Who's Brad with again? Brad Morrison's Concord Group. Oh yes, he is. So yeah, Justin, yeah, yeah. obviously, that's, that's right. Yep. That's correct. Um, so. Uh, so are you riding all year then to prepare for this? You know, to do three. Definitely in actually starting basically the new year because yep. otherwise you just, your muscles are like, yep. I don't like you on day three. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not a race, but at the same time, I but think 160 K is one day. I know so then it's, it's like, substantial. It is. So are you going to get a new bike for that at least? Or one, one that's like a current? No, you know what? You're going to ride I some old duster. My, I love my old, uh, tie light speed. And, no uh, way. you know, what is it carbon or what is it? Yeah, no, it's titanium. Oh. It's a tie. Yes. It's old titanium. And you're going to ride that for... You bet. 160 times three. Yeah. Oh, and shit. it's great. It's it's nothing fancy. It's got a middle, middle of the road grupo on it. Like the, you know, and... Uh, but for me, it's like, the, once again, those connections yep. and being able to, you know... Uh, well, a couple things. One, I think you talk about alignment and putting it out there... Uh, I was looking at, I have an on-wheel trainer. Yep. 
those days inside on a trainer, they're hard. There's no breaks. It's like 25% more work than, you know, because you can coast hills and Mm -hmm. stuff. And and you can't just fat bike or do other stuff. You need to spin. You need to get your legs moving. The cadence. Yeah. So anyway, I was looking at maybe upgrading my on-wheel trainer. It touches like this thing and it locks in. Yep. And uh, they're spendy. They're like 1,500 bucks. Yeah. Or somewhere around there. But I reached out to Saris. They're out of Madison, Wisconsin. And because I found a used one locally. And then I was like, hey, why don't I talk to their, you know, their partnership group? Yeah. And Anne, Anne was like, let me get back to you in a couple hours. She sends me a text. She's like, well, we'll sponsor you like 40%. We'll give you 40% off a new one. I was like, that is amazing. Cool. I'm like, that's about the same as this used one. And then she calls me. I'm actually sitting at Toolshed Brewery with Graham Sherman, yep. who was one of the people who inspired me to do this. I started going back. I started coaching his kids in mountain biking in West Bragg. XCBC. No way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she calls and she's like, I've got to go on a trip. But she's like, send me your dress. We're going to sponsor you. And we want you to be an ambassador for Sarah's. It's like, oh my goodness. I'm like, I don't have tens of thousands of followers. Mm. But on a hyper local level, yes. this connection. Yep. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. It's super Jeff. cool, man. It is super cool. It's So I might need your help. Sure. I'm, I, I'm on <laughs> I board. Really do. I'm on board. So with bread and, you know, bread and beer. Yeah, you warm me up. And, yeah, we're good. Yeah. So Chipotle's. Super cool, man. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like you and I could talk forever. Uh, we should probably put a bow on this sucker. Yeah. The The only question I ask, which would be interesting for you because it's, it's uh it's Calgary centric. The only question I ask is when I say Calgary, where does your head go? You can extrapolate yeah. a little bit outside yeah, of Calgary, but I do consider Cat well Millerville. Yeah, yeah, Red it's Creek right is there. Calgary. Yeah. It is Calgary. Yeah. And you know, for me, it's home. Uh I've been very lucky to travel around the world and uh been to many countries, but I love Calgary. Yeah. I really do. It's proximity to the mountains, mm-hmm. the prairies. You know, instead of going on a larch hike this year, yep. I went and explored in the in the coolies along the Red Deer River, you know, digging up dinosaur bones and just exploring. And just like, you know, you hold that hold that piece and you're like, this is like 100 million years old. Mm-hmm. What the? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the opportunity and the people. You know, I think that there's, you know, it's not too big, not too small. And I just love the opportunity. And the there there's some great possibilities that have always come out of Calgary and, you know, contributors. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I see that moving forward as well, you know, mm-hmm. as a hub for contributing. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. A couple of people said opportunity and I, I feel that too, mm-hmm. just being born and raised here and being able to spin up this idea and yeah, it just feels like there's, opp- it doesn't feel like there's anything holding us back here. Uh, we can I just, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And you can get out of you can get out of town and go hit those mountains and yep. get on a bike or yep. you know, go explore uh the Badlands. My goodness. Yep. Like There's and lots. it's all based out of Calgary. Yep. So I love that. Super cool, man. Um thanks love for taking the too. time. Yeah. Thanks for the bread. Thanks for the aioli. And thanks for the beers. Yeah. This you was bet. A, this was a it was really cool to sit down and just kinda you know, when Laval said you should talk to this guy. I'm like, yeah, of course. When he says anything like that, you're like, yeah, okay. Oh, man. So anyways, it was uh, really cool to hear your story. So thanks for making the time. Thanks for creating this space and this opportunity. Like, uh, I feel very grateful and 
you know, it's about all of us, right? Yep. So thank you. Thank you.